Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This morning, airbase emergency. Two crew eject from a Super Hornet on takeoff. Vaccine rollout. A 90-year-old grandmother receives the UK's first COVID jab as the same formula clears a major hurdle in the US. Travel ban extension. When will be able to take off overseas again? And paying their share. Tech giants to cough up for content from Australian media companies in groundbreaking news laws. This is Seven News with Jody Spears. Good morning. An investigation is underway after two Air Force pilots were forced to eject from their Super Hornet at Amberley Air Force Base in Queensland. These pictures, obtained exclusively by Seven News, show the pilot and co-pilot parachuting to the ground. Their multi-million dollar jet continued on with no one at the controls until it left the runway and crashed its nose into the ground. Witnesses told Seven News the Super Hornet was around 200 metres into its takeoff run when smoke could be seen coming from the engine. The world is watching closely as the UK begins mass vaccinations for COVID-19. On a day dubbed V-Day, hundreds of people were injected with the Pfizer vaccine, including 90-year-old Margaret Keenan, the first person to receive the jab. Let's go live now to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld in London. Good morning, Hugh. It's a historic day. Jody, so much riding on the effectiveness of this vaccine and the success of the rollout. Patient A was Margaret Keenan. She is a grandmother from Coventry in the English Midlands, the first to receive the vaccine in the early hours of the morning here, around breakfast time. Uh, she says she hopes it'll allow her to see her grandkids in the run-up to Christmas. Patient B was William Shakespeare from Stratford-upon-Avon, not the writer, but an 81-year-old man who's been in hospital of late. Now, this is the early stages of what will become the largest immunisation program in British history. Today, 50 hospitals have begun the vaccines, uh, vaccine rollout across England. They've each got less than 1,000 doses each. People who've, who received this Pfizer uh, vaccine will get one dose and then 21 days later, another dose. And a month from that first dose, you are considered immune from coronavirus. But we're being warned it'll be at least March before everyone considered vulnerable uh, gets the vaccine, before the wider rollout does begin. So despite all the optimism, there is a level of caution from the Prime Minister. We can't afford to relax now. And so my message would be, it's amazing to see the vaccine coming out. It's amazing to see this tremendous you know, shot in the arm for the entire nation. But we can't afford to relax now. 
Now, because they are over 90, the Queen and Prince Philip are expected to get the vaccine in the coming weeks. And in the last hour or so, Her Majesty has met with some of the key workers who've been involved in the fight against coronavirus at Windsor Castle, joined by other members of her family, Charles, Camilla, William, Kate, Edward and Sophie. This is a country that has been badly battered by COVID-19, at least 60,000 dead across the UK. The royal family together in public ahead of what will be a socially distant Christmas with severe restrictions still in place right across the UK. Jody. OK, Hubert Feld in London, thank you. The Pfizer coronavirus vaccine has cleared a major hurdle in the US. The Food and Drug Administration confirmed the safety and effectiveness of the COVID jab, saying it met the prescribed success criteria. It means the vaccine will likely be approved this week for emergency rollout. Despite positive vaccine news across the globe, our international travel ban will stay in place until at least March. Restrictions on departures and on cruise ships under biosecurity powers are set to be extended until March 17. Australians continue to only be able to leave the country with specific exemptions. Six returned travellers with COVID symptoms have been sent to Melbourne's hot hotel after Victoria restarted its mandatory quarantine program. All of the passengers have been tested, but no positive results have yet been returned. Authorities say with hotel quarantine back up and running, it's a matter of when, not if, the virus will return to Melbourne. If not today, um, then maybe tomorrow or maybe the next day, the first of those positives will undoubtedly uh, start to appear. Meantime, another case of hotel quarantine evasion has been confirmed. In July, a passenger arrived in Sydney from San Francisco and flew to Melbourne. The breach was picked up by airline staff and the man put into isolation, where he eventually tested negative. The federal government will put new laws to parliament today forcing tech giants to pay media outlets for their news content. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. Good morning, Olivia. It will be the first code of its kind anywhere in the world. Good morning, Jodie. Yes, welcomed by media outlets to ensure the likes of Google and Facebook have to pay for news stories and start sharing some of their secret data collection methods with media companies. Laws designed to ensure that media outlets can stay open, that they can keep producing content given the plunge in advertising revenue since the rise of the internet, though this will also include the ABC and SBS. Now, if they don't comply, tech giants could be fined up to 10% of their annual turnover here in Australia. Now, Facebook says it will review the legislation being released today. The laws will be referred to a Senate committee. Here's the Treasurer. This is a world first. And the world is watching what happens here in Australia. Our legislation will help ensure that the rules of the digital world mirror the rules of the physical world. Also today, the government is introducing new workplace laws into the parliament. They say to help businesses survive the pandemic, employers will be allowed to strike pay deals that leave some workers worse off. Uh, they won't have to comply with the better off overall test for two years. The government says it would help save jobs by giving struggling businesses more flexibility, but setting up a fight with unions who liken these changes to work choices. Jody.
OK, Olivia, thank you. New guidelines have been released urging Australians to ease up on the amount of alcohol they drink. The National Health and Medical Research Council says adults should drink no more than 10 standard drinks a week. That's been revised down from 14. We're advised to have no more than four standard drinks on any one day. For women who are breastfeeding or trying to get pregnant, the advice is still to have no alcohol at all. The same advice goes for under-18s. This morning we can show you video of a woman describing to police what happened the day a burglar was killed after being struck by a samurai sword. Hannah Quinn, along with her boyfriend, are on trial for murder after the man died on a road in inner Sydney. Four days after the killing, Hannah Quinn talks to police. She tells officers about the moment aspiring rapper Jet McKee burst into her boyfriend's unit in 2018. He's got a gun in his hand and he's pointing it at us and yelling like to, um, for us to, to give us all of our stuff. He said that he would shoot us. Quinn and her boyfriend Blake Davis are on trial for murdering the ice addict who came to Davis's Forest Lodge home armed with a balaclava, knuckle dusters and a replica gun. The pair remain in a relationship and claim they were acting in self-defence. Quinn, a former kindergarten teacher, is accused of chasing down the victim and tackling him to the ground before her lover fatally hit him with a samurai sword. I caught up to him and I grabbed my bag back. I tried to snatch my bag back and he turned around and he tried to punch me. The 26-year-old sobbed throughout the interview and told police of her fears. He lost his footing and he fell to the ground. He was holding the gun up, up at me and I was just frozen. That's when um, Blake ran up and he hit the guy. The jury was also played the triple zero call. He's just been attacked yeah. and there's blood all over his face. He can't stand. Oh my God, he's trying to stand up. Quick, quick, quick. The couple's trial continues. Ashley Hansen, 7 News. Human remains believed to belong to murdered New South Wales woman Alicia Boyd have been discovered in a forest near Wagga Wagga. Ms Boyd went missing in 2017 at the age of 27. A strike force was launched to find her and detectives yesterday discovered remains 20 kilometres southwest of Coolamon. Three people have already been found guilty in relation to her murder. 13 children and two teachers are in hospital after lightning struck near a school oval in central Queensland. Paramedics say the Gladstone students had been playing in water when a storm rolled through. However, that claim has been rejected by Education Queensland. All are in a stable condition and an investigation is now underway. Much-needed rain over Fraser Island has given firefighters the upper hand in battling the out-of-control bushfire that's been burning for nearly eight weeks. A prepare-to-leave warning for the Oaks area on the eastern side of the island was cancelled overnight. The inferno has ripped through 85,000 hectares of vegetation, around half of the World Heritage-listed island so far. Tis the season of giving and this Christmas the Smith family is asking us to dig deeper than ever before. More than one million young Australians are living in poverty and sadly that number is rising. Like many, mum of two, Amy Knox has had a tough year. The stress on the kids, they found it really difficult. Thankfully, charities like the Smith family were there to lend a hand. Makes me feel comfortable, so I have a great time in this terrible year. 
Across the state, around 3,500 young students don't get the support they need. We get the money that helps to support with their uniform and their education. Now the Smith family is urging Australians to dig deep this Christmas. In New South Wales alone, the organisation is hoping to raise more than $1.6 million. The charity is also holding a toy and book drive to provide Christmas gifts for 30,000 young people nationally. Nothing worse as a mother waking up and not being able to provide your child with a present. This year, the Smith family is aiming to raise more money than ever before for its Christmas appeal. $4.3 million for families in need right around the country, especially following the tough years so many have had in 2020. If you can help, go to the Smith family website. Samantha Brett, 7 News. Despite borders reopening, retailers believe many Australians will stay home this Christmas, a trend already reflected in food shopping. Coles anticipates an extra 1 million customers and offered us a rare look inside their massive warehouse. The big chill. It's a frigid two degrees in this massive food distribution centre jam-packed with festive goodies to help feed record numbers staying put at home this Christmas. We're seeing that shift of international travel diminishing, more Australians staying within the country and now about a million more customers we expect this year versus last. Seven News is the first media outlet ever to be given a sneak peek into Coles chilled warehouses. There's one in every state but this is the biggest and busiest shifting three million kilograms of food a day. We haven't stopped we're moving so much food here daily. Uh, it's just, it's crazy how busy it is. The supermarket chain expects to sell 2.6 million kilos of ham, more than 690,000 kilos of prawns and more than 8 million mince pies. Despite union action at one Sydney warehouse, Coles says that hasn't affected the supply chain and stores will be fully stocked. Ordinarily we would do one Christmas a year but with all of the spikes in demand through COVID, we've probably done about 20 of them. During the next four weeks, Coles alone will move an extra 15 million cartons into stores nationally, over and above the normal volume at Christmas. For us, it's huge. Helen Wellings, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is trading higher. The Nasdaq is as well. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed 80 points lower. Hong Kong's Hang Seng fell. The All Lords and the ASX 200 closed higher. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,865 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 46 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying around 74 US cents, 77 Japanese yen and $1.05 New Zealand. Police in Peru have foiled an attempted jailbreak after discovering a 200-metre-long tunnel leading to a prison on the outskirts of Lima. Authorities suspect the tunnel was built to help inmates involved in drug trafficking to escape. It's estimated the tunnel would have taken about six months to build. Donald Trump is hosting a COVID vaccine summit at the White House as the Pfizer jab awaits regulatory approval in the US. US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney is in Washington, D.C. Ash, the president hoping to highlight the rapid development of a vaccine. Yeah, that's right, Jody. And layout its plan for distributing this vaccine to the American public. Two noticeable absentees uh, at today's summit, though, both the CEOs of Pfizer and Moderna, who have passed up uh, invitations to come up to come here to the White House.
Uh, the president uh, expected to sign a executive order today prioritising distribution of the vaccine to Americans over other countries after the administration uh, reportedly passed up the offer to buy millions more doses. Uh, back in the summer when Pfizer offered them, uh, Pfizer expecting to have approval for its vaccine as early as this Thursday and could see Americans uh, receiving the jab as early as this week. Jody. OK, thanks, Ash. The world's highest mountain, Mount Everest, is almost a metre taller than previously thought. Until now, China and Nepal had differed over whether to take into account the snow cap on top when calculating the mountain's height. Surveyors from both countries now agree Everest is 8,848.86 metres high. Australia has ended India's hopes of a series clean sweep, winning the third T20 by 12 runs in Sydney. Matthew Wade and Glenn Maxwell both received plenty of luck in the Aussie innings. The pair combined for 134 as Australia set India 187 for victory. Virat Kohli was also lucky, dropped by Steve Smith on nine, and he nearly stole the game with 85. But three wickets to Mitch Swepson saved Australia. Test hopeful Will Pukowski won't play in the second Australia A warm-up game starting Friday after receiving a nasty head hit against India. He's in doubt for the first test. Big Bash organisers will support international players if they choose to pull out of the tournament due to quarantine fatigue. The first 12 games of the season will be played in hubs in Hobart, Launceston and Canberra before returning to a regular fixture. How many hubs and bubbles have you been in? Too much. Too much. It does get a bit strenuous. Um, I just out of quarantine as well. That was rough. The Big Bash is live on seven, starting with Thursday night's opener between the Hurricanes and the Sixers. Two-time All-Australian Jack McRae has resigned to the fact his brother Finlay won't be joining him at the Bulldogs in tonight's AFL draft. The Dogs will pick up potential number one pick Jamara Hagen as a next-gen academy selection, meaning the brothers will likely end up as on-field rivals. I'll try to put a word in at the club to see if they uh, pass on Jamara and get Finlay, but probably not going to go down too well. The draft will be held digitally due to the coronavirus pandemic. Four lions at a Spanish zoo have tested positive for coronavirus. Three females and a male were tested at Barcelona Zoo after keepers noticed they had symptoms. Two staff members at the zoo also tested positive. Authorities are now investigating how the lions became infected. It's the second known case in which big cats have contracted COVID. In a fitting tribute to the singer who wrote intergalactic hits such as Starman and Life on Mars, a David Bowie commemorative coin has been launched into space. The coin depicting Bowie as Ziggy Stardust was carried by a balloon into orbit before descending back to Earth. The coin will now be offered as a competition prize by the Royal Mint. Taking a look at the weather around the country now, a low near northwestern WA is causing strong winds, heavy rain and storms. Troughs are triggering showers and storms in other parts of WA, the Northern Territory and Queensland, and directing intense heat to southwestern WA. Around the capitals, a mostly sunny day for Brisbane, heading for a top of 28 degrees. Sydney and Canberra both 25 and sunny. Melbourne 25 and mostly sunny. Hobart showers today. A sunny day for Adelaide, Perth very warm today, 36 degrees and mostly sunny, and a mostly sunny day for Darwin too, a top of 35 degrees. And that's seven early news for this Wednesday, the 9th of December.